My name is James Rowlands, and in 2015, I started the Dubbing Our Podcast. And Dan White. And for nearly five years, we have brought you the very best of the network, but it's time for a change. Now we don't just confine ourselves to Vinnie Mac, bring you AEW, Impact, NJPW, and all the latest from the British wrestling scene. But we will still bring you all of our old favourites, including NXT and the Big Four events. Tonight, we bring you the first takeover event of the decade. The, the WNR are live. Almost seems like it just comes full circle. Blackpool, January 2017. The day when this all started. Every empire has a beginning. Looking live at the Empress Ballroom, where we're ready to make history. That was an amazing night for me, uh, personally, the very first night in WWE. Brand new member of the WWE family and a UK wrestling legend, Nigel McGuinness. To go out there on that stage and get that sort of reaction, I mean, to see where my career has gone since then. I mean, it, it all began there in Blackpool. Blackpool, for me, is going to hold a very dear place in my heart for the rest of my life. It, it was really the beginning of becoming who I am today. Blackpool is a very important city for me. I became NXT UK Women's Champion in Blackpool. And I'm going to go back and I'm going to do it again. It's not only a starting point for me and my career and everything that's ever been good in my life come from that town. And then now it's been the start of NXT UK, which means obviously a great deal to me. Because here we stand today, NXT UK, the brand that you built, the empire that you started. Take over Blackpool, NXT UK comes home. We are NXT. Yes, hello, I am James Rowlands, and as always, I'm joined by Dan White. And today is the WNR 265. We are live getting ready for NXT takeover blackpool 2 2 dan are you excited i am very excited yeah there's a few good matchups on the cards um i want to see if joe coffee can go toe to toe with a big man walter without a shadow of a doubt we'll bring all that with you as the normal stuff that we've got of course games and news and running through the card through the, the ultimate intro and this is a quote about blackpool 
Do you know what it is? Snow, a flaming pyre set adrift in the sea. We could do yours in Blackpool so all your normal friends can come. And that is it. And uh, like I said, we are excited here today for Blackpool. Like I said, takeover events never let us down, Dan, do they, you know? Never, no. Um, we always enjoy what they bring, what they're all about. And, you know, everything seems so personal. There's always a reason behind everything, not just matches thrown together for no apparent reason. They've worked for the past, you know, couple of months, building up towards it, making it a big spectacle. They don't overdo too much as well. You know, we get five matches, you know, maybe six on certain cards. And, you know, that feels the perfect amount. They all get the right amount of time and it just it just flows so wonderfully. Yeah, without a doubt, you know, and this is the third UK takeover and we're hoping it's going to be a great one. And, of course, we get lots of emails from uh, around the world. And, of course, uh, we'll start off now with shout-outs. Yes, well, Nate Patterson's the first one and Niven versus Storm is a match I want to see. Both of them can kill it. More women's non-title rivalries, please. They are very good. Yeah, without a doubt. That is, um, you're a huge fan of Tony Storm, aren't you? I am, yes. She was my pick. Yeah. Oh, she right. didn't let me down. She didn't let me down, but Piper Niven is someone that I'm a huge fan of. So if it would be like a battle of uh, kind of both our favourites, I would say. Will it be like Autumn versus Rude oh. all over again, James? <laughs> because uh, I don't think Niven has a US title that Storm can... Uh, Rip from her cold, dead hands. Well, it'll be interesting, but I think people are forgetting about in that match is Kaylee Ray's a great singles match. So let's not underestimate her, you know. And uh, Rad Xavier says people really sleep on NXT UK. And I think out of all the content, there's so much wrestling content now. Not even with WWE, of course, we've expanded to just the wrestling world. NXT UK, do you think it is the forgotten about brand? It is worthwhile, I feel. I feel it is the forgotten about son of WWE. It's the bastard son that no one talks about, but always does things that surprise you. Just like you, James. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's what I mean. NXT UK delivers uh, consistent, good storytelling. And, uh, of course, the matches always seem to be be really, really great. Uh, And I think it's a shame that people kind of, if you've got enough time, you know, maybe cut out uh, an hour of Raw and just go and catch up with NXT UK, you know? Absolutely. I think it's what NXT used to be before it came became all commercial and had to put itself on telly, expand to two hours, probably put the pay-per-views over to about six hours. And, you know, it's, it is coming up there, you know, towards what NXT UK's possibilities are. Yeah, I think without a doubt. Uh, Mr. Spade says, Dragonov's got next. Future UK champ right here. Yeah. I, go on. I, 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 for one, you know, I think he, he is certainly a future NXT UK champion. He's He's got the look. He's got the attitude. He's got the move set. He's, you know, I, I just don't want them to turn him hip. Yes, I think that would have been the easy way out with him. And I think we've seen a lot of fire and desire from him in recent times, I think, which really helps him out as the kind of character. And the fans are really behind him as well, aren't they? You know? Absolutely. And I just hope he doesn't become like a, a Rusev-type character and characters that, you know, like Russians that have become, gone uh, in the past. Who was that other Russian fella who ended up teaming with uh, Santino? Kozlov. Vladimir Kozlov. I mean, he came in, he was undefeated, he was in title matches... And then he just became a joke wearing bowler hats and just being a complete idiot, which I think kind of ruins the character, ruins the mystique about him. And, you know, you kind of feel that they're going to do that with pretty much every Russian character down the line. I mean, you know, Ruth says involved in this worst storyline 
ever. Yeah, I think without that, I think that is a problem that they get. Hopefully, next UK he gets chance to kind of. Uh, not being that and just create his own character. We've seen a lot of that in NXT UK. And I think another thing is going to go at Fans of America, but of course, last night's episode was about New Japan Pro Wrestling. We talk about the kind of respect that the fans have. I think NXT UK is the same. I think they cheered the faces and booed the hills. Uh, obviously, there's a chance for organic for another wrestler to kind of build up and stuff like this. But I think when it's like that, it helps it move along more, if you know what I mean. So I think, you know, when you look at Dragunov, like he's not going to get start getting booed because he's successful, like it would happen on Raw and SmackDown. You Absolutely, know? yeah. You know they call it. Yeah. You know it's not like the Saudi kind of pay per views where you know you kind of it feels like all the people cheering are right at the back in the cheap seats, and you've got all these Saudi millionaire princes all kind of sat there on their phones, not really paying attention to what's going on, just wanting to be on camera. And to be shown that they're at the event. Yeah, and I think this is a thing that we're going to see tonight. Like the fans will make the event even better than it is, and they did it last time in Cardiff. Cardiff wasn't most spectacular place, even, but Blackpool has got a certain you know kind of look to it. Next shout out, Kane T. Ware. So last week's show was another great episode of NXT UK. The main event was awesome. I can't remember the last time I watched a No DQ match where every single thing they did mattered to the overall story. Very methodical. This is the best I've ever seen Wolf in terms of character work. Absolutely. You know, it's um, you give a man the right creative and he will prove to you that, you know, things matter like that. And again, it's a good storytelling of the European wrestlers that are on the NXT UK brand. Yeah, I think without a doubt. I think, and, and a great um, email as well, we'll just say, uh, we we saw it with Alexander Wolf, you know, he was insanity. We weren't really sure about him, even though he was a good worker. He's come down the kind of story dragging off that they've got of like being his mentor. The way he could use the kendo stick was like, oh, this is quite a cool dude. And to be able to to lose is the right kind of result as well. Like I said, NXT UK are doing um, kind of really well at the moment, telling the overall story, which is Gallus versus uh, Imperium. At the Absolutely, moment. yeah. You know, it's kind of taken away from British strong style. You know, Mustache Mountain and Pete Dunne kind of put them on the back burner so they don't get put in the front line too much. This is about Imperium at this moment in time. And, you know, it's people trying to step up to challenge them. And again, uh, Gallus, they're trying to step up to challenge someone. And, you know, can they be strong enough to dethrone the current champions and put themselves on the top of the pile? I mean, just I just thought this. Is it a weird way? Is NXT UK a bit like you uh, where it comes to like, the main wrestlers? You know, Pete Dunne, Mustache Mountain... With kind of the free, the, the main reason why the, the company kind of started these three guys a bit like maybe the Young Bucks and Cody. And what do you think the things you said about AEW is like, oh, because these guys are kind of in control, they're going to be on top. And it's UK have done that differently. Like, Mustache Mountain weren't the tag team champions, were they? You know? Absolutely. Um, you know, it's kind of not all focused around them. You know, they did use Pete Dunne to kind of get them started and get them hooked. But now Pete Dunne says, look, you know, I've built this up. I've handed the reins over to Walter. Walter can run with this. You know, he's got the fan support. Even though he's a heel, everyone still loves him, you know, despite what he's doing. And, you know, Mustache Mountain can take a step back. You know, they're not even in the ladder match. They've got a couple of singles matches to fill out the card, which is, you know, still giving them a place because they are worthy of that place on the card, but not putting them front and centre. And it's the thing, giving people like Eddie Dennis a chance to be on another takeover. All right, next shout out. Next shout out, and you thought that was a great, great email. James, this one beats it. Bran Hall says, Tony Storm looks great with those pants. Yeah, you were saying the same thing though, weren't you, really? Well, yes, um, she'd look better without them. 
But you know, um, no, you know, this this is a, a family podcast now. We can't have. <laughs> yeah, we very rarely say fuck now. <laughs> I don't think I've ever said fuck on the podcast ever. For fuck's sake. <laughs> No, um, don't be a cunt. Yeah. <laughs> oh, now that is too Sorry, far. Yeah, well, we are. <laughs> we are on a slight time delay, so hopefully the sensor man gets in there before. We we do live shows at different times, and to do one at the kind of three p.m. as we're doing it, it seems a bit weird. But we might, hopefully, by the end of when we, we finish the podcast, we'll be able to have a. We've done a live show at every hour of the day because <laughs> <laughs> we've done it at midnight. By what the fuck am I getting up at four o'clock in the morning to record a <laughs> bastard live podcast? Well, we usually finish it. Never know. Yeah, um, back to the email. Yes, Tony Storm does look great with those pants. Um, I like wrestlers who can change up their look and, you know, kind of yeah, evolve yeah. how they're looking. You know, maybe... Uh, <laughs> in the pants area. In, in the pants, you know, in the groin... Department. In the groin department, yes. <laughs> yeah. um, no, you know, Tony Storm, she's a great looker. She is a great worker as well. Um, a huge fan of what she does, regardless of her pants. Yes. Um, should Niven kind of change up her clothes style? Not at the moment, and I think no. I think the character. Speaking of Piper Niven, though, Jamal says they should let Piper Niven become NXT UK Women's Champion. Uh, I think she eventually will. I wholeheartedly agree, and that's <laughs> nothing to do with predictions. <laughs> well, we have already done predictions, uh, but I think Niven will be NXT UK Women's Champion this year at some point. I think Absolutely, yeah. Uh, that is a very good shout. Um, hopefully, over the year end, nothing to do with predictions. <coughs> Um, any more on that subject? No, I mean, uh, it's good that Piper Niven uh, wants to be, you know, uh, I think Piper Niven has, has shown her worth in the next UK. I think Tony Storm has as well, and I think it's going to be a good story. And, of course, we're going in depth in that match uh, in a little bit. Uh, next shout-out. Well, Kevin Davis says it will be great to see the brand grow now that Shawn Michaels has full creative control over NXT UK. Yeah, this is one of the bits, uh, the news that we're filtering through. Shawn Michaels, like Triple H, is NXT's daddy. Shawn Michaels has now got complete control. Is that a good thing for the UK roster? Um, I believe it is because, you know, you know what Shawn Michaels can bring. Uh, hopefully he can bring a bit of the uh, the 90s and 20s era into the product without kind of trying to take it too back to the Attitude Era, if that makes any sense. Um, hopefully giving new, smaller guys a chance, because, you know, Shawn Michaels, being a smaller guy himself, kind of knows what that takes, and not having a huge dominating champion like Walter kind of run roughshod through the whole roster. Um, yeah, you know, I'm, I think Shawn Michaels has one of the most best wrestling brains in the yeah. industry. So, you know, for someone like him to be given the reins is absolutely perfect yeah I think without a doubt I think especially since the Shawn Michaels that we knew has kind of matured a lot as well like he is a master storyteller uh, I would want in NXT UK to have the kind of trainers to have a European and British style to them so we see that in NXT UK but of course you know you would think uh, 75% of that roster would want to go up to NXT at some point and of course to learn that American style as well with Shawn Michaels being there, I think might help. I think it can only be a good thing because it means that people got faith in him. If they can just, he can, you know, get along with it. Like Triple H did with NXT, hopefully this could come along as well, you know. Rashid Cummins said, Mast- Mastiff versus Otis for the NXT UK Championship. Kip. Dan, Mastiff Otis. <laughs> well, dozer. James, you know me. I'm a huge fan of the Bomber. I'm a huge fan of the Dozer. I wholeheartedly agree with that decision. Two big hosses 
going at it. The immovable force. Meeting the unstoppable object. Do you imagine both of them just either in the corner, just running towards each other and finally bang in the middle of the ring? It would be a huge <laughs> implosion. It would just be everywhere. Um, yeah, you know, uh, Dave Mastiff, he has been around the business for a very long time. And, you know, seeing these two guys, I think them two should team up together and become the NXT UK Tag Team Champions as well. <laughs> that would be brilliant, wouldn't it, you know? Indeed, yes. Um, the Bomber and the Dozer. <laughs> oh, my God, just think of that. Uh, the Mastiff's not being featured uh, here at TakeOver, but like I said, he's a guy who's been around a while and you should expect to see a bit more of him in NXT UK. Absolutely, yeah. He certainly is a reliable fella. And Otis, I think he's doing his thing quite well as part of Heavy Machine. He's kind of got his crushes on the... Uh, on the beautiful blonde babes of the the main roster, mm. so yeah, you know, carrying happy carrying him on doing his thing. Yeah, and uh, not on and being serious about Otis as well. They were saying about him, he's got a likable factor that is is not very available. I wouldn't be surprised if he went maybe singles at some point and actually found himself as quite a successful babyface. Obviously, he's not as a kind of number one or two, but definitely up there where the fans did get, you know, like a Jim Duggan back in the day or something. Absolutely, like you know, I mean? getting like, title shots, getting really yeah. close, but just coming up a bit too short against the Monster Hill. Uh, maybe even giving him a run with a, a mid-card title, exactly. you know, the uh, IC title or the US Championship would certainly be great for him. I think the personality definitely, you know, goes through. Darren Wilson says how Cassius Ono is still in NXT slash NXT UK is beyond me. Well, there's one reason why he is still about in the NXT divisions, and that is because he is known. Yes, without a doubt. You know, it's a face value uh, that he's been around and done that. And like to talk about a veteran of the um, NXT leagues at this moment in time. And, and when you face him and defeat him, it, it's still a name person that you have defeated. He's got the gimmick at the moment as the kind of best British... UK wrestler go in and you know someone's going to step up and beat him at that as well but he's a journeyman we talk about coaches we talk about training in development Cassiano is someone that can teach the young guys coming in exactly how to work because he's worked with everybody in this time but CM Punk's throughout you know winning Regals as well in NXT he knows the style that they're looking for absolutely and he's also someone that can give uh, you know a smaller less well known guy a rub as well you know he can he can go toe-to-toe, have a great match with someone and, you know, let them go over on him. Um, you know, he can still moan about it. He can still be like the, uh, you know, the wrestling genius as he self-proclaimed himself. But, um, you know, he can still give that push and to say, yeah, I beat Cassius Ono. It is still something that is good despite the man not having won anything of note in NXT. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And I think Ono it will never... But probably be on the main roster or hold a major championship. Major, major championship. championship. But it's a discredit. I think you, when people say, why is he on there? I think you've got to look at what he does and what he does well. And I think he'll always have a job in that way. And I think you need to, not respect it in a way, but you need to kind of realise what he's doing. Absolutely. You know? And it kind of, you know, you don't want to take away from the stuff that he brings backstage as well. You know, he is there. He is moulding the young wrestlers that come in because... As you say, you know, he calls himself someone with a lot of wrestling knowledge. He is a wrestling genius. Yeah. You know, he has been about many different industries, many different businesses, won titles, you know, throughout the world. And he can impart a lot of wisdom on, you know, someone that's new to the game. Yeah, I think without doubt. Muller, next one. I am ready to watch WWE in 2020. I mean, I think it should be I'm ready to watch wrestling in 2020 because I think that is the thing 
that is looking the best thing, especially like NJPW, the way it is, the way Impact has kind of resurged in the past couple of, you know, years, thanks to, in part, Joey Ryan, of course. You know, uh, Ring of Honor is kind of trying to get back to where it was again. Of course, AEW, let's not forget that. Uh, NXT is as good, you know, as it has been in a long while. NXT. Raw, SmackDown. The, the trouble is, there is not enough time. Even me as a hardcore, diehard, nothing else to do but watch wrestling. I have not got enough time in a week to watch everything. So you have to kind of pick pick and choose. We were talking about this yesterday in a weird way, weren't we? We you know? was, yes. You know, you've kind of... Uh, me, for one, you know, I've got a missus and she takes up a lot of my time, as women do. I'm not complaining, babe, if you're listening. <laughs> Hello, by the way. Um... But, you know, I, I I literally get up on a Tuesday morning, check the raw, raw results. I get up on a Thursday morning, check the AEW and NXT results. I get up on a Saturday morning, check the SmackDown results and, you know, go through, have a look at the NJPW, Impact, uh, Ring of Honor results as well when I can. Um, and if something is good, then I'll go back and I'll watch it. But I probably won't watch the whole um, episode of the show. I'll just watch either a match or, you know, the clip highlights that stand out well. Yeah, whereas the, the problem is, is sometimes you need to just have a look at a, a pay-per-view or whatever it is and just say, right, let me just pick a couple of matches from that uh, and see how it is, you know, especially, I mean, if, you know, to somehow, even if it's, you, you don't want to pay that £7 a month for the New Japan world, you, you have to watch Osprey versus um, Hiroshu, you know, in in that match. It's, it was unbelievable uh, what those two men done and, you know, it, it was it was something that we haven't seen in, in a long time, you know. It certainly is, you know. It's the best of British wrestling going against the best of Japanese wrestling. You know, it's two different styles. It's kind of like, you know, um, uh, what's that cuisine where you get, like, fusion? That's fusion, it. Right. Fusion cuisine. <laughs> it's like, you know, you get a bit of haggis and you get uh, some sushi. It sounds like they're gross, but when they go together... It is kind of, you know, oh, hello, hang on yeah. a minute. Uh, it, it was an amazing match, and uh, I might let me know. Uh, but it's like at the last uh, takeover as well, UK one, where, you know, Walter versus uh, Tyler Bate. It was something really special. So there's a lot of wrestling nowadays. But like you said, with the Rumble coming up, with the Worlds Collide event as well, of course, takeover on the horizon, there's a lot of stuff uh, still to come. Uh, next shout-out. Uh, Stuart Smith says, I can't wait for Kaylee Ray versus Tony Storm versus Piper at TakeOver UK Blackpool 2. Two. Uh, and all the between Dragunov and Wolf as well. We, you know, we've waxed lyrical about that match. It is great. Uh, you know, to see these two guys that have gone at it and absolutely delivered. Wolf certainly deserves to be up there with one of the greats. Uh, and Dragunov is slowly making his way up that ladder to be classed as a great in NXT UK as well. Yeah, without doubt. And of course, we're going to more detail about the triple threat match, but it should be an awesome one. The women have a chance to steal the show, but uh, takeover, especially the UK one, everybody has a chance on this card to steal the show here tonight. Uh, Zion raised Sean said, if it was Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT versus NXT UK versus 205 Live, who would win? Well, it wouldn't be 205 Live. <laughs> Absolutely not, no. Um, again, it depends what kind of matchup this would be. Uh, you know, if it's the best from Raw, the best from SmackDown, the best from NXT, the best from NXT UK. Um, I think NXT UK would stand a good stead, you know, having the likes of Volta, Joe Coffey, um, 
who else would they have? Probably Morgan Webster Flash Jordan or Mandrews. Uh, Devlin, they'd have uh, Tyler Bate. I mean, if it was a, a wrestling kind of, you know, who would out-wrestle, I think NXT UK would definitely be up there. Um, as far as Vinnie Mac would go, Roman Reigns or Brock Lesnar would probably win. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And they'd be the last man standing after defeating everyone so and I, um, <laughs> that's Again, you know, Randy Orton would definitely win up there as well. <laughs> Drew McIntyre probably wouldn't show up uh, yeah, because right. he's not kind of considered that. Um, if Again, you know, if it was the best of Raw, the best of SmackDown, you know, it would... It, it would be a very interesting kind of way in tournament as well, you know, or would it be a whole match or, would, you know... Well, you could work something out, you know, talk about Wells Collide, maybe develop that. I think it's weird since we dropped 205 Live from the podcast, kind of no one cares about it anymore as well, which I, I find quite funny. It's even on NXT as title matches, isn't it? Uh, Adam Slaslow said, did Tony Storm turn heel? I... Don't think she has. Well, I mean, she, she she said to Niven to get out of the way because she wanted the one-on-one rematch, and Niven said no. So Storm said it was Niven's fault, uh, and and she was selfish. And then the friendship kind of broke up. They kind of had a set set two, didn't they? But um, I, I don't think it was Niven's. I don't think Niven should just walk get out of the way because of Tony Storm. And Tony Storm might have showed a little bit of. Uh, hill tennis is made but it's only because it means a lot to her so uh, I think also that and the fact that Kaylee Ray isn't portraying a good enough hill I don't think she's got kind of them tendencies in her even though she is a hill I think they needed someone to control this and Tony Storm has kind of been the person to say look you know you know I've got beef with Kaylee Ray she took my title I want that back I want a one-on-one match and I can also develop beef with Piper Niven as well saying look you know, let me have my one-on-one match with Kaylee Ray. Let me get my title back, and you can be the first challenger. Mm. So, you know, she's got face tendencies there as well, saying, look, you know, I, I don't care if you're my friend or not. You know, I want my title back, and you can have first dibs at it. Yeah. So, you know, she's not being a selfish heel. She's just kind of taking control of the whole situation. Situation. And I find that really interesting. It's good storytelling when it comes to NXT UK. All right, our penultimate shout-out, Jamie Hanna says, how can we hardly see Zaya Brookside anymore? It's because um, she's not needed at this moment in time. Like we talk about, we've got Katie Ray, Niven and Storm, three very experienced women, and Brookside will get a chance, but it is a development league still, so we're going to see her you know, take a couple of years, especially with Robbie, uh, her dad there as well, training her up, still going to take a couple of years, and then you know, she will get her chance, and that's, that's what hopefully on NXT UK, you know. Um, absolutely, yeah, you know, uh, I, I presume she'd be wrestling on the live events and, you know, when they're out and about doing their other things. Um, you know, it's good that they're not kind of thrusting her upon us. They've got people, you know, she's waiting in the background, ready, waiting for a chance to shine and, you know, depending on who the champion is and, you know, she could be a viable challenger sometime very near in the future. I think without a shadow of a doubt. And Nino Raphael for our final shout-out says, Ia is a future champ. I think out of all the emails that we've had, I think it shows that Dragunov is the kind of guy that everybody wants to be the next NXT UK champion. And, and I don't want to give away spoilers. You know, Joe Coffey might tonight get a victory. But I think everybody, uh, fan of NXT, would want Dragunov as your next champion after all. Would that be right? Yeah, I would love to see Ia future champ. Um, is he... 
I think that's a difficult question because, you know, beating Alexander Wolf like that, will he work his way through Emporium to finally get to Walter? Will he need to lose to Walter first to finally get the job done, do you reckon, or do you think he'll get it done first time round? Um, I don't know. I think, you know, I'd like to see Dragunov kind of say, look, Walter, I've beaten one of your main men. I want a shot. And Walter just kind of like turn his nose up and saying, you're not ready. Fight, um, you know, uh, one of the tag team members, Marcel, Marcel Barfell or Fabian Eichner, and then we'll see if you're ready. He beats him. Uh, am I ready for a title shot yet? No. Beat the other one. And, you know, Walter kind of putting up obstacles. You know, maybe Walter's a bit afraid of what Ia Dragunov can bring. You know, maybe Walter's unsure of how he can kind of beat him. So, you know, kind of Walter's playing a bit of hill tendencies, saying, you know, look, I'm going to put up obstacle after obstacle. And when he overcomes these obstacles, it will taste so much sweeter when he finally get overcomes Walter. You know, that's how I'd do it if I was Shawn Michaels and booking it. Yeah, I think, and everybody wants Aya as, if not the next NXT UK champion, but definitely uh, the, the future one as well. All right, we'll move on. to so first off, sorry, let me just say thank you to everybody who emailed in all shout outs and everything like that. Uh, thank you everybody for, for listening to us uh, at this time as well. Like I said, there's a, uh, 90 minutes away from the actual NXT UK TakeOver event. There will be a kickoff on the uh, network at half four. What uh, won't be as good as ours. But we'll do now move on to news. News! And of course, tonight, or today even, is NXT UK is not the only event because uh, tonight all eyes will be focused on Dallas, Texas as Impact Wrestling presents Hard to Kill live on paper. You originate from the Bomb Factory with a pro wrestling history... On the line. With an overflow crowd, third generation wrestler Tessa Blanchard challenges Sammy Callahan for the prestigious World Championship. Blanchard is looking to become the first woman to hold the World Championship of a major pro wrestling company. Major pro wrestling company. Blanchard has followed her dad, Tully Blanchard, her stepfather, Magnum T.A., and her grandfather, Joe Blanchard, into the square circle. She has battled and feuded for about eight months with Callahan, leader of OVE and reigning world champion. Well, the Blanchard-Callahan rivalry has been very personal and very... Well, Hard Skill features seven other action-packed matches, including the World Tag Team Championship match, pitting the reigning champions of the North, Ethan Page and Josh Alexander, against Rich Swan and Willie Mack. In addition, Hard to Kill features a match between powerhouse Brian Cage and longtime wrestler Rob Van Dam. An RVD will be accompanied to the ring by Kate Forbes. So it will... Katie Forbes? Katie Forbes. So it will be history uh, tonight... Uh, with T and or say TNA, so Impact Wrestling is it known? I reckon now, and I've said this for a while. I think Tessa Blanchard will get the job done tonight, and we will bring it to you as soon as we can when it comes available to UK TV. Would Absol- you? Would you reckon? Um, absolutely. Yeah, I think you know, um, especially with Impact, I think it's kind of fallen on the wayside. They're like, well, how come AEW is such a huge success? We had the likes of AJ Styles, Samoa Joe. We had all these big names. Why wasn't we able to kind of get out of the WWE's shadow? Um, so I think Impact kind of putting their name out there saying, look, we can offer you something that no other company ever has or can at this moment in time, a woman world mm. champion. Yeah, and I think it'll be a sight to be seen as well. Uh, and it will be a piece of history tonight. And of course, that will be after NXT TakeOver Blackpool. Uh, but we move on to Lars. Yes, it has been a while since we heard the name of Lars Sullivan. The WWE superstar is currently out injured after undergoing knee surgery, and it was perfect timing for him. 
just been fined $100,000 for unearthed offensive messages on the bodybuilding.com forum from several years earlier. Message Messages which were racist and homophobic. But, out of the blue, Sullivan was back in the news and trending on Twitter after some eagle-eyed fans unearthed something else. Performing in a homosexual adult videos under the name of Mitch Bennett. Mike Bennett? <laughs> what? <laughs> <coughs> The old photos and videos discovered a tattoo of DM, the initials of his real name, Dylan Miley, on his right arm, a tattoo which was later covered up with another design. And while there's nothing wrong about being homosexual, the problem here is that when taken into context, L Sullivan was fined and punished by WWE for making several homophobic comments, comments which you would not expect from someone who in the past did perform in such adult-orientated videos. Well, Sullivan was ordered to undergo sensitivity training after the original bodybuilding.com forum comments were discovered. He even issued an apology, stating there is no excuse for the inappropriate remarks that I made years ago. They do not reflect me at my personal beliefs, nor am I who I am today, and apologise to anyone I offended. So, he made comments and yet was in videos. Dan, what are your thoughts on this? Popcorn the kettle black for him, was it? <laughs> it is as well, you know. is because someone says, you know, you normally insult someone or, you know, some uh, kind of preference in order to cover up your own. Yeah, exactly, yeah. It's weird you know, way, so, um, yeah. uh, I, you know, I believe he was... He was wrong calling someone, you know, or slating the homosexual community. Um, and, you know, kind of them videos coming out of him. But, you know, going by just a tattoo, I'm sure, like, you know, a few people um, tattooed on them or, you know, I've, I've not seen the videos. James, can you offer a bit more expert opinion as well, I know you're uh, on top of these kind of games? I had to watch the videos, obviously, and uh, it does definitely look like Lars Sullivan. But the, the thing is, is that... When you're in the limelight, as you are, no matter if you want to or not, you have to, you know, say, even if you kind of believe these things, whatever, if you're an arsehole like that, you know, you've got an agenda to kind of say, you know, um, not be, be normal. Do you know what I mean? Don't say these fuck that, you know, people are going to mark. Uh, it's, it's even like the kind of Gavin and Stacey thing. They had a Christmas special and there was a problem because were, the word was used in one of the songs and people complained about it. And people say, oh, what's the problem? It's part of the song. Well, if it was the N-word, you wouldn't be singing it, would you? So why don't you just take that out? You know, the Dublin podcast are very, you know, proud of their gay following as it is. And when, you know, with these words and stuff like this uh, and the way people are, it's still very insensitive. It shows that the world still hasn't changed. You know, well, what I mean, you know kind of on that basis, the word that was used in Fairy Tale of New York is not referring to the homosexual tendencies of someone. It is re it's an old Irish word, and it's uh, referring to someone as kind of like an old washed-up git, you know, something like that. So, you know, it's kind of um, taken out of context because, you know, you could say the N-word in a different context. But what harm is it just changing that one word? Is it going to ruin the entire song if you just change that one word? No, no, you no. know, they could have done it, um, you know, Brim was just about to say it and Nessa going, oh! Yeah, exactly. You know, it could have, been, like this, it could have been covered up in a comical way, but then, you know, it, it's played on the radio. Yeah, well, you know, I, I heard that song yeah. a, a hundred times on the radio and, you know, I, I see it as part of the song, you know, a part of the goodness in it. Um, and, you know, there were certain radio stations that don't play 
that you know they blank it out and you know he calls her a slut on joke yeah. you know and some of them they beep it out some of them they don't it's kind of you know it's it's part of a song you know it's something that I'd always sing along to not that I sing no, <laughs> <laughs> no we've, we've heard you in a single once and all it work. but the thing is about it is that, like I said that is an incident that's completely different to kind of what Lars Sullivan has done is coming out uh, and actually say, you know, the thing is, it doesn't matter how long ago you said something, you know, it, it's still on there. I'm sure you said stuff on the sent stuff <laughs> online in pictures or something like that you're not proud of. But if it was to surface, we have a responsibility for the, for the people that listen to us to kind of not, in, in my eyes, not send them down the kind of just trying to make up their own mind in that way. Not say this is bad, this is bad. Just trying to accept everybody and say, look, we'll just it's life. We're all just trying to get along. We're all wrestling yes. fans. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, We're trying to watch wrestling here. Yeah. Trying to have indeed. a little bit of fun rather than kind of you know people saying these kind of the comments. You know. And it's been a horrible Twitter. It's horrible. I'm going to get onto a rant in the back Twitter rant. Roland's rant. Twitter is a horrible, horrible place where people hide behind fucking uh, incognito or bubbles and stuff like this and just say the most horriblest things to each other. And our next news story is 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 exactly like that in my eyes. Uh, indie promotion severed ties with Drew Gulak's brother due to allegations of misconduct. Independent wrestling promotion Shikara and the Wrestle Factory released joint statement this afternoon confirming that they have severed ties with Rory Gulak, the brother of SmackDown star Drew. Well, the statement confirms that Gulak was fired due to allegations of misconduct with both parties saying to be taken very seriously. Shikara and the Wrestle Factory went on to add that they are cooperating and being transparent with the appropriate law enforcement agencies to ensure the safety of their fans and staff. Okay, there's no confirmation, uh, confirmation of these allegations of misconduct, but... I went onto Twitter, and like I said, it was a shitstorm of what happened. Right, okay. So anybody who's quite insensitive or anything like this, first off, I've got to say, I'm not liable. These are rumours that are on Twitter at this moment in time. I'm not saying that he has done it. Twitter is a way of saying that he he's guilty before proven innocent, which is what happens in certain ways. Uh, but my problem is not with that, it's for other things. Do you want to hear all the details, Dan? Because I have... Of course, I love the grizzly details. Okay, so he's been messaging women. Not unnormal. And there's been a few women that have come out and said who messaged them. And, you know, one of them said, oh, I've got a boyfriend. He pestered her a little bit, which is saying that maybe some people do out of accident. And then he was saying, oh, I'd like to hold you down, like, you know, like we do in wrestling. She was like, well, you know, I don't really want to. He goes, oh, I really want to do it with you. Stuff like this. Okay, fair enough, you know. Not fair enough, but obviously that's a problem. And then the next one was the kind of woman that he did meet up with. And he was trying to treat her a bit rough and trying to treat like an animal, so to speak. And then he was saying to her, like, showing her pictures of animals and saying, basically, this is what I want to do to you. A bit like bestiality porn and stuff like this. And, you know, again, really fucking weird. Um, really disturbing. Obviously, there's a problem with it. Then someone came out and said they were showing pictures of underage uh, children that he had. And uh, the woman came out, said this thing after uh, someone else on Twitter had, had mentioned it. And she had said, yes, she was shown, but wasn't given uh, shown to the police for anything like this and wanted to keep quiet. Okay, so whatever allegations against Rory Gulak... That's so at the moment, bestiality you've got, uh, and obviously, uh, child pornography if it's that bad, which is pretty fucking serious stuff. 
Twitter split up into two groups then. Basically saying uh, Rory's a shit, which by the sounds of it he is, but it's not been proven yet, so we can't say anything about that. But secondly, having a go at the women who have come out and said something now and saying, why did you not do anything? Why have you not said anything if you knew about it? Because apparently it was quite a few women that knew. Why have you not done it? You all cunts. You know, people have been scared off Twitter, hate messages and stuff like this. Again, it's what I hate about Twitter. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts on it first? Because I, I find it disgusting the way these women have, have been treated. Maybe I might be wrong, Dan. You know, I'm not, you know... Well, again, you know, these are all just allegations against him. You know, nothing's been proven. Nothing is set in concrete. You know, it is just someone's word against someone else's. Right, you know, just to get that out there. Um, Also, you know, there's a kind of um, a speak out thing. You know, if one person's brave enough to speak out, well, someone will go, right, well, you know, she's spoken out. Um, This also, too, happened to... And then, you know, it's kind of a, a knock-on effect. You know, these people are coming out, obviously, you know, too scared to kind of say something from the off because, you know, it is the brother of Drew Gulak. You know, you kind of don't know what tug he holds. You know, he's, full words, a professional wrestler. Yeah, without doubt. You know, he guy, is you know. a celebrity. He is someone who is well-known. And, again, with, you know, all these people, they are going to have their defendants. They are going to have their fans. So, you know, you kind of don't want but if someone's coming out and saying it and then someone else says well you know that happened to me too me too me too you know this is a kind of a whole movement you know there's a hashtag about hashtag me too me too you know so these people coming out of it so you know they might have only just discovered about it or you know some people thought well you know it's kind of it's not worth me coming out because it is my word against the word of you know I'll lose it use this term loosely but a celebrity um going to believe they're going to believe someone that's in the limelight someone who's a professional or are they going to believe you know someone who kind of slept with this so-called celebrity um as for the woman getting pestered online about you know even though i've got a boyfriend i want to hold you down there's a block button yeah you know anyone can use it bang block button you know you can kind of get rid of that you can take screenshots so if something does come out in the future you've got proof that this happened um you know, again, I'm someone that doesn't believe in all this, uh, you know, kind of bestiality and... You don't believe this, it. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't believe in, it. you know, <laughs> I, I think it's it's a, a disgusting thing yeah, to yeah, kind yeah. of be... And again, I'm not, I'm not making light of what's been going on as well, you know, I'm not... I'm trying to inject a little bit of humor, but it's like, it's like the guy who... Um, I fucking hell, we were really going down a dark term. We're going to turn it back in a minute. The guy that recently got done for uh, the rapes, the 195 rapes, and he was in the news. It's just an unassuming guy who was in Manchester, and he took these guys from a nightclub, took them back home. Why did none of these guys come forward? Why did it take all this time to listen? Because you're a you know a big guy. It's even like a woman, you know, uh, and you're in that situation. Situation. Uh, and and you know you just feel terrible when you feel like you've been evaded. You feel like you know your world's coming apart. And do you want to tell anybody that you were you know in that time like a victim? And this is what all these kind of women are going through as well. And I think it's disgusting when we're on Twitter, even though we are on Twitter, but these guys are just coming on. You know, we don't follow anybody who hasn't got you know kind of. A, a, official in that kind of way but it all started Rory Gulak got called out by a burner account 
for allegedly possessing child porn. There's no evidence reported to authorities. So we can't do anything more than that. But as as people, we need to realise we can't just start attacking everybody. And and that might account for for him as well, even though all these things are horrible. Until, you know, it's like I say, innocent until proven guilty with that. And the treatment of, of the women on Twitter, you know, the, the people need to kind of get a life and realise you can't just go around having a go at everybody. If you wouldn't, if you wouldn't go up to someone and have a go at them in real life or whatever it is, then why hide behind Twitter and do it in that way? You Absolutely, know? yeah. That got a lot more serious than I thought it was going to do. Um, but, you know, what can we do? All right, we'll move on to our next news story then. It's all about the game. Triple H did a conference call to promote this week's NXT UK Blake Takeover pay-per-view event. And here's a few highlights of that call. So there we go. So the British Bulldog in the W Hall of Fame, he 100% deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Is it coming? It's a matter of when. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, Volta possibly being on the main roster or being part of NXT in the United States full-time. He said he's a very home-oriented person. He lives in Germany. I don't see him ever not wanting to live in Germany. Well, Triple H mentioned London and Dublin as future NXT TakeOver UK locations. Triple H also talked about having events in Germany, France and Italy. Yeah, I mean, they've got to come to the O2, haven't they? They've got to do an NXT UK TakeOver O2. We've got to have our chance, haven't we? You know? Absolutely, yes. Um, again, I'm 100% behind that. It's a huge arena, a lovely environment, and, you know, it will be packed as it always is. Yeah, without a doubt. Oh, fucking hell. We're getting on to a little bit more controversial again. CM Punk deletes a tweet responding to The Miz. Well, following comments made by The Miz on Tuesday's episode of WWE Backstage, CM Punk sent out a profanity-laden tweet directed toward the former WWE champion that has since been deleted. He said, go suck a blood money covered dick in Saudi Arabia, you fucking dork. (laughs) (laughs) It's not really anything I I don't... uh, Send to you via WhatsApp, no, is it, James? you and me, that's friendly chat. I mean, yeah, no, that's just saying <laughs> hello, mate. Miz's um, filming was wrapping up when he was going back and forth with Renee Young and Paige about the quality of the episode. The awesome one said, oh, sorry, I didn't change the culture as a reference to Punk's comment when he made his surprise debut on November 12th episode. Well, given the hostility of the language and Punk's decision to delete the comment, it doesn't appear this is an attempt to set up a sort of angle between the two superstars. Oh, it's weird, that, isn't it? It, well, yes. Miz does have a habit of using these types of shows to engage feuds. He engaged in a war of words with Talking Smack in August 2016 at a point when Brian was retired from in-ring competition. Well, WWE was eventually able to pay off the rivalry two years late when Brian was medically cleared to wrestle again. Miz won the first singles match between the two at SummerSlam, but Brian prevailed in the rivalry with a two-minute win at Super Show in October to earn a shot at the WWE Championship. Well, Punk has said he's not pursuing a return to the ring, so the best in the world may have just lost his call in the heat of the moment. You can imagine Punk watching it, me saying it, and going, oh, fucking, and then going, oh, shit, I'm part of this. blood-covered dick, you fucking dog. Oh, fuck, I'm part of this now, shit. Okay, delete, delete, oh, forget about (laughs) it. Delete, 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 delete. yeah. Everyone should have a Matt Hardy on their shoulder. (laughs) Delete, delete. And then Daniel Bryan saying, yes, yes. <laughs> I do, I've got a dad on my left. I've got no one on, the, on my other side going You've to You've got leave. a butler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the up. All right, we'll move on to AEW. Yes, AEW releases the first 2020 rankings. Yeah, they announced that it would reset the records and rankings for all of its performers. Unless you win a match in NJPW <laughs> against the world champion. Well, Jericho won that, so it didn't matter. 
Well, after much anticipation, AEW finally unveiled the new top five in the men's, women's and tag divisions on Wednesday. Well, the men's rankings remain largely unchanged from the last top five released on December 25th. The only notable difference is Cody, who can't challenge the AEW title based on stipulation. Stipulation. For his match with Chris Jericho full gear, jumping two spots to number two. Two. Behind John Moxley. Well, the top five in the tag team division are exactly the same as the rankings from two weeks ago. There are two... There are two, two notable changes in the women's rankings, starting with the addition of Awesome Kong at number four, four. to knock Emi Sakura out of the top five. five. Britt Baker, who was behind, who was second behind Chris Statlander on Christmas Day, dropped to number five, five. after being pinned by Riho last week. Way for the AEW Women's Title. Well, Mox, uh, so we're on to our rivals. And on this week's episode of NXT, Marvo Ronaldo announced that Alex Shelley will team with Kushida next week in the first round of the annual Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic. Yes, my picks in the Dusty Rose Tag Team Classics. Well, Kushida and Alex Shelley previously teamed together as the Time Splitters. <laughs> Between 2012 and 2015. I've won this, haven't I? I've won the Dusty Classic. You don't bring back someone like Alex Shelley, who was in Motor City Machine Guns and very successful in uh, in TNA, back to NXT if you don't expect him to win. All right, next is Departures. Yes, Io Shirai reportedly unhappy with NXT role. Io Shirai is one of the best performers in NXT, but the Japanese star is reportedly unhappy with the way she's being used. Yeah, she's... Um, no additional details were finding what could be causing her to be unsatisfied, nor is it clear when Shai's W contract expires. But we did know her fiancé, New Japan Pro Wrestling star Evil, lives and works in Japan. <coughs> Middleton added stardom to the women's wrestling promotion based in Tokyo, has a goal of being able to sign Shirai and Kari Sane to help grow the company's popularity. One potential idea for W is to keep Shai... And we'll be promoted to either Raw or SmackDown because superstars make more money on the main roster than they do in NXT. Well, Shirai had a few. Uh, <coughs> Shirai had a few. Shayna Baszler last year, in which she was unsuccessful in her attempts to win the NXT Women's Title. The genius of the sky turned heel for the first time in June when she attacked Candice LeRae following a loss to Baszler. All right, so we move on now to a bit of Magnificent Seven news. And, of course, we've picked out seven wrestlers who we think are the best British wrestlers. Dan, off the top of your head, tell me all seven right now. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr., Will Ospreay, Tyler Bate, um, Pat McIntyre? Yeah. He's actually on that. Yeah, McIntyre's on there, yeah. And <laughs> Pete Dunn and Marty Skull. How can you forget those two guys? Well, Drew McIntyre spent the last few episodes of Raw squashing jobbers like Zack Ryder and Randy Orton. It seems clear that WWE is trying to heat up the Scottish psychopath for something bigger down the line. Some fans even speculate that McIntyre is leading a contender to win the upcoming Raw Rumble <laughs> match. Fuck, <laughs> McIntyre's got more chance than Randy Orton has. And or challenging Brock Lesnar for the WWE Championship WrestleMania 36. And if you believe that, then, well, Father Christmas is on his way to deliver the two fairies um, lucky charms. Well, if you tell me that Drew McIntyre was a potential Rumble winner heading into last year's match, wouldn't it blink tonight because McIntyre was booked like a badass in 2018. He didn't take his first pinfall loss on the main roster that year until December. But something bizarre has happened with McIntyre since that time. He hasn't won a match on pay-per-view since Survivor Series 2018. Yes, that long. 
I guess playing a generic hill thug, doing the bidding of Shane McMahon for a few months didn't do much help to McIntyre in 2019. No, it didn't. So here's a chronicle listing of McIntyre's pay-per-view matches since he was called up to the main roster in April 2018. Wins can be in bold. Well, we'll tell you what the wins are. This date can easily be found at cagematch.net. So McIntyre and Ziggler defeat the Shield at Hell in a Cell 2018. The Shield defeats Strowman, Ziggler and McIntyre at Super Showdown 2018. Team Raw defeats Team SmackDown. Uh, McIntyre was on Team Raw at Survivor Series 2018. Yeah, Finn Balor flukes a victory over Drew McIntyre at TLC 2018. Drew McIntyre does not win the Raw Rumble 2019. The Shield defeats Corbin Lashley McIntyre at Fastlane 2019. Roman Reigns defeats Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania 35. McIntyre loses the men's Money in the Bank ladder match at Money in the Bank 2019. Roman Drew McIntyre yet again at Stomping Grounds. Reigns and Undertaker defeat McIntyre and Shirt Man Extreme Rules 2019. Team Hogan defeats Team Flair, Drew McIntyre's team at Crown Jewel 2019. And finally, Team SmackDown defeats Team Raw and Team NXT's Vices 2019. So the final tally is, if you're keeping count, just two. Two. Wins and a staggering ten losses. Ten. Ten. For McIntyre, with his last pay-per-view win coming as part of Team Raw at Survivor Series. McIntyre was one of the three survivors for his team in that match. One thing that stands out about this list is that it only includes three one-on-one matches and Drew was the loser in all of those bouts. Well, losing streak is why I'm sceptical that Drew McIntyre will win the 2020 Men's Royal Rumble match. It would seem awfully strange to suddenly win such a big match after winning this pay-per-view record in 2019. Well, that doesn't mean McIntyre has no chance to either win the Royal Rumble match or challenge Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. Roman Reigns is a clear candidate to win the Royal Rumble match and then McIntyre's name fits in well enough among the next tier of superstars who could win if Roman does not. And WWE needs to find some fresh opponents for Brock, so McIntyre fits that criteria too. Yeah, but it's not going to happen, is it? All right, so we'll move on to Will Ospreay then. And although Will Ospreay sustained a hill injury at Wrestle Kingdom 14 and has lost to new IWGP junior heavyweight champion Hiromu Takahashi in the past week, there is some positive news to share. Well, he was in action when Osprey worked an eight-man tag store. Okada, Yoshihashi, Osprey, and Robbie Eagles versus Suzuki, Zack Sabre Jr., Lance Archer, and Tachi at New Year Dash. Yeah, Osprey started out the match but did look to favour his heel a little bit and we'll bring you New Year Dash for next time we do an update on the Magnificent Seven. All right, Dan, so... Let's do uh, a couple of games first, and then we'll move on to our... We'll have a masturbate afterwards, I feel. Uh, so, well, I say a game. So, let's, we always do it for a lot. We've got the WWE magazine in front of us. Do you mind opening it up, having a ride through, and then telling us the contents, please? Okay, well, are we going to pick it one after one? Yeah, we'll do one the... after one. We can hear the rustling. Right, I've got the magazine open. Yeah. Right, close your eyes. Okay, think Keep of... your hand inside me, rummage around and pull something big out. Think of England. <clears throat> oh, not so deep, James. You're oh, my God. Oh, wow. Yeah, there's your... I've got the man. And it's Becky Lynch pencil and erasure set. Wow. Wow, I can do a lot of erasing with that. I'm going to have a rummage... I have got some John Cena Never Give Up armbands. Oh, my. Do they fit you? I want to see if uh, they fit. I doubt it, but whilst you have a little rummage around... I'll have and a rummage. And you'll discover have Discover your next present. You can fit through. Oh, they said there's loads of gifts in here, so we should be all right. Oh, my God. 
I've got a Miz fridge magnet. I can put a photo there and have him on my fridge right now. My God, that is one of the best presents I've ever had in my life. Dan's just trying on the John Cena wristband. It goes around my wrist. Wow. But the way John Cena has it, he has it around his bicep, doesn't he? But you've got huge biceps. I don't think I they'll fit around there. got 16 and a half inch. At least biceps. 25 inches. No, it doesn't get round. Ah, oh, that's a shame. My guns are huge. All right, stick your hand in my bag. Oh, uh, what is it where? <laughs> I have got a wearable Rey Mysterio mask. James, I know you don't like looking at my face. Wow. You can... Is it... If it fits, best present ever. Oh my days, it's tiny. No, it'll fit on you. Yeah. <laughs> see right, if it'll get on. Go on, let me have a look what I've around. got. I've got a poster, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my god, it fits you perfectly, the Mysterio thing. Who's what? that jumping out the sky? It is me. Where's Dan gone? That's just Ray Mysterio sitting there. I have got. Wow. A Kevin Owens poster. Kevin, on the back of it, right, there are four legends, Dan. Four legends. Can you name the four legends that are on here? Stone Cold. No, uh, uh, 80s legends. 80s legend. Hulk Hogan. No. Andre the Giant. Yeah. Ultimate Warrior. Yes. Macho Man. Yes. British Bulldog. No. Bret Hart. No. Um, you've, got to, you've got to beat him to, to be... Ric Flair. Yeah, look. That's a pretty cool poster, actually, with that those four on there. That is actually a lush poster. <laughs> yeah, the four on there like that. I guess it's a part of a, a bigger set. And I think that's it for our magazine time. Well, that's what we do on the podcast. We like to fuck around. All right, Dan. So, can we have a quick game of my favourite thing ever? We can indeed, yes, James. I know what you're referring to. You want elephant or F1. Yeah, elephant or F1. So, Dan makes a noise. And I've got to guess if it's either an elephant or an F1 car. <laughs> oh, nice way to start. <laughs> I do like that. I'm going to say that is an elephant. It is indeed an elephant. It is a female elephant. <laughs> Booyakisha, female elephant. James is on the ball. Do you know, James, that David Attenborough has actually contacted me, contacted me about... Um, my, my elephant noises. He says, "Well, James, well, Dan, they are the greatest noises I've ever heard." <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I couldn't believe it. It's great to see his message here. Uh, all right, go on. Next one. <coughs> oh, do you know? So I thought baby elephant to begin with, but then I thought, no, F one car stopping in pit quickly. No, that is three elephants. <laughs> oh, no. So it is elephants, elephants or F1. Elephants or F1. All right, last one right, then. One apiece, James. Yeah, gotcha. Can you get the tiebreaker? <laughs> and not tie the just finish your move. <laughs> F1 car. James, I would love to say that you have got the victory over me. But I can say you have got the victory <laughs> over me. It was indeed an F1 car. Ubuyakasha, F1 car. Yes, well, that is our games over done with. Uh, right, so there is an hour to take over Blackpool. Um, and, I mean, we have got a mass debate. But 
Well, say so we want to run through the card to go through the schedule, and we kind of want to be done in half hour. So we'll have one mass debate. Uh, we've got four to pick from, no, five to pick from. If don't say them out loud because we'll reuse them again. <laughs> so pick one of these mass debates, Dan, and we'll have a quick one. Oh, and by the way, master, explain what masturbate is as well. Uh, a masturbate is James <laughs> has chosen a couple of subjects uh, quite similar, mm. and we both choose a side and we kind of defend our side and prove kind of why the side we have chosen is greater than the other one. If successful, the other person uh, admits defeat and kind of sides with the other person, basically. Yeah, I mean, it's fair enough, isn't it? So, you know, makes all the sense in the world. So which one are you going to go for? I am going to go for Niven or Storm. And I'm going to go for Piper Niven. No! You're not going to Piper Niven. All right. Start me off then with uh, Piper Niven. Well, James, the main part is NXT UK. And where is Piper Niven from? Yes, James. The UK. Precisely Scotland. Piper Niven is a well-known entity around the British wrestling scene, independence. Um, she is an amazing talent, and especially, you know, from a, want to use your phrase, a huskier woman. You know, she certainly holds her own and she's a superior athlete to a majority of other women's wrestlers that I have ever seen in WWE or on any type of wrestling show. Without a doubt. I think Piper Niven is one of the most dominant uh, women that we've ever seen in WWE, but Tony Storm is someone that Vincent Mann sees as someone that could carry a brand for a very long time. Is that because she's busty and blonde? I think you know exactly why. I think, you know, forget about Tony Storm's ring work, which is excellent. Forget about her uh, promo work, which is great. Forget about her character work, which is, is off the charts. Just the kind of way she's going to get more opportunities with WWE and then Piper Niven will. Piper Niven will come up to the main roster if she ever does and be treated like Nia Jax. And then we'll have like the Piggy James jokes that we've had back in the past for her. And it's not fair. Piper Niven deserves more than that. Uh, I think with NXT UK, Tony Storm is the star of the women's division in NXT UK. Look at Ray Ripley. That's the woman she beat. Ray Ripley's gone off to do other things. And Tony Storm is the crown jewel at this moment in time in NXT UK. Is Tony Storm from the UK, or more specifically from Europe, where no, a lot, like majority the, of the show is? from the Commonwealth, which is still under British rule. So, I mean, that is still <laughs> acceptable. <laughs> if yeah, on that a... basis, Canadian wrestlers yeah, should yeah, be yeah. over well, on NXT it, UK. Get him over at Cassisono. He's got a little bit of Canadian in him. If he's got any Scottish You've in him. You've had a bit of Canadian nah, in him, haven't yeah. you? <laughs> he's got a little bit of Scottish. Um, look, Storm's better. I mean, if you had to watch one person's match, throughout, you know, matches throughout the whole uh, day for a podcast, you'd pick Tony Storm over Niven. I would go for Piper Niven because Niven, despite being on the larger side, and yes, James, I've heard you compare her to the likes of Nia Jax, Tamina Snooker. Um, she is not like that at all. You know, she she kind of gets put in that category because she is a bigger woman, but she's not. She's so much more than just. A bigger woman, as you like, bigger woman, so, little so, bit bubbly, <laughs> as you so like to call right, her as. Tell me three great Piper Niven matches that we can watch, and I'll tell you great, three great Tony Storm matches. We'll see which one's better. Any three Piper Niven on, matches you on, choose pick, to stick pick up, them, pick them out. Yeah, so I could I could pick Tony Storm versus Ray Ripley at Takeover Blackpool last year. I can pick in 
um, Tony Storm winning the May Young Classic final. The woman, you know, that you picked in there and getting the job done against um, um, Io Shirai. Um, Io Shirai. Uh, because Carly saying beat Basel in the first May Young Classic. You think I don't know that, you see? You got that. <laughs> and of course, Tony Storm. It's just Tony Storm's better than Piper Niven. But with Tony Storm, it's kind of expected of her. With Piper Niven, she has been like a little viper hiding in the grassy knolls. You know, she's someone that hiding. knows. <laughs> she, what are you saying? Because she's large, that she can't hide. I, no, I think Piper Niven's cat. Again, you in know, your you're face. kind. Again, you're kind Dan, of saying. Don't be fattest. You're fattest. <laughs> See, you only got me because of that. That is disgusting. Again, you know, you're kind of ruling out Piper Niven because she is of larger size. She's as nimble as any other woman I've seen on that roster. Is she not? I'm right out, but you think she's You know, better. can she move? You know, her cannonball is second to none the way she just throws herself over. But Tony Storm's got a better finisher. What's Piper Niven's finisher? I know about Storm Zero. The Piper Driver. Oh, the Piper Driver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a paper driver. Yeah, well, I've got to agree with you. Piper Niven is much better than Storm. No, I've got to agree with you, Tony no, no, Storm. is no, much better no, than no, Piper Niven. As you were saying, James, I can't name any good <laughs> Piper Niven matches, but Tony Storm winning the May Young Classic, her, you know, her great matches against Ray Ripley for the NXT Women's title. What has Piper Niven done? Nothing. What oh, has Tony right, Storm yeah, done? Fair enough, Tony winner. Storm. Tony Storm wins it. I get the point for that. <laughs> no, I get the point for that because you conceded first. <laughs> Uh, right, so that's why we haven't got more time for masturbates. That's why. Uh, so that's that and done. So we've got to do. And the show has gone along really fast today. And like we said, uh, the network take a uh, kickoff even will start in 25 minutes. But we're going to run through the card. And Dan, what match do you want to start off with? Um, I want to start on Eddie Dennis versus Trent Seven. It is probably one of the kind of the the lower matches on the card you know it's going to be one that people aren't expecting a lot of yeah so we'll start looking at trent seven versus any day trent seven could be in trouble it's reeves who's in trouble now birmingham say Eddie Dennis is somewhat of an outsider. Eddie Dennis hasn't been seen around the UK PC. He's he's been rehabbing, he's been but he's been in isolation. How he's feeling, what he's been going through, not not many people know. Why he's seeking the attention of Trent Seven. I'm sure not many people on this earth know. But I'm sure Eddie Dennis does. And at TakeOver Blackpool, I feel as though we're going to find out. When you grabbed my hand and I looked at you, the person looking back at me was not the Eddie Dennis that I knew. Michael May, you batted him from pillar to post and offered him as some kind of gift. It seems very obvious and pretty apparent that Eddie Dennis wants my attention. 
why he's seeking the attention of Trent Seven, I'm sure not many people on this earth know. And at TakeOver Blackpool, I feel as though we're going to find out. So yeah, it's a very personal story between Eddie Dennis and Trent Seven. It's kind of like, we, we've seen it before, the student and the master. Trent Seven, another one of the Husker guys, is he there as a Cassius owner now to start putting off the younger talent? Or do you think he's actually got a lot more to give when it comes to NXT UK? Um, I certainly uh, believe he's got a lot to give. You know, they could be teaming him up with Trent, uh, with Tyler Bate and going against Devlin and Eddie Dennis as a tag team match. But no, you know, they're kind of giving him a little go on his own. I don't think he's kind of held in such high stead as Tyler Bate is. Which, you know, it is kind of understandable being um, of who they are. Um, you know, going against Eddie Dennis, his former student, I think that is great. Mm. You know, someone, um, it's kind of Eddie Dennis trying to garner his respect from his former tutor. Yeah, I think without that, and I think the interesting thing is uh, Eddie Dennis is that he has featured on a takeover before. You know, the very first takeover he was facing Dave Mastiff. Uh, and it was an interesting match, and he suffered the injury. And what's happened since then? Of course, Trent Seven suffered loss uh, recent times as well, losing the tag team titles at a takeover Blackpool. Uh, and and since then, kind of being the forgotten one out of the British Strong Style, you know, the kind of weak link as it was. And I think tonight at Takeover, Seven's got a chance to prove to everybody, especially Eddie Dennis, uh, the business that he means and to try and run. I think this should be quite a hard hitting match. Uh, and Dennis has a point to prove. If he doesn't do well in this matchup, that might be it from NXT UK because the the roster is so strong and so many people like no Amdars not at, um, a takeover. And you've got you know people, other people like this who deserve a shot, even Ligero, and he's not on there, is he? You know, absolutely. Yeah, and the former uh, mathematics mathematics teacher, he certainly has a lot to prove, especially going against Trent Seven, who is you know in his own right a brilliant marker. Yeah, without a doubt, Trent Seven. He's one of the best, and it's kind of a shame he kind of gets forgotten about. But I think tonight, you know, can be a drag-out brawl. And hopefully Trent Seven starts getting treated a little bit better on the NXT UK roster as well. I think a statement victory. I think for Eddie Denislow, it might be time to uh, take stock. And he might have bitten off more than he can chew, really, I think, when it comes to that. But it's a very interesting matchup uh, that we've got here at NXT UK. The next match we're going to look at is probably one that I'm looking forward to more than, than anything. And, of course, that is the NXT UK women's title match. And it's Piper Niven versus Tony Storm versus Kaylee Ray. And let's not forget, this has got a lot of personal build-up and animosity in this match. We have this silly little saying, it's two wee deers. And it's, it basically means if you're in Ammon, wherever you go, I go. And, and that's just the way it always has been, whether it was working for certain wrestling companies or deciding, no, we don't want to work for these companies, you know, if, if you make the call, I'll stand by you. And that's the way that we worked. And luckily enough, we both got the call to come to NXT UK. And for the first little while, like, everything was going amazing, you know, everyone's getting on so great. Tony was there as well, and the three of us spent so much time in the UK and Japan and, and everywhere together, and just the three of us really bonded over that, you know. And so things were great, the three of us together again. Slowly but surely, as the months go on, I'm starting to see the differences. And I don't know if it was like a competitiveness or 
somebody needs to be the alpha or, or what it is going on, but I just started to notice that my two friends just got further and further and further apart from each other. Piper Niven has been one of my best friends for years, for a very long time. A girl that's been like a sister to me, someone who's, who's really helped me. But so was Kaylee Ray. Kaylee Ray was exactly like that. She did all the same things. So who can you trust, really? Can I trust Piper Niven? I couldn't trust Kaylee Ray, could I? They're all the same. Everyone's the same. All I've got is me. I should be, I should be really happy. It's, it's my first takeover. And I'm standing in the ring with what should be my two friends, but that's, that's not my friends anymore. I don't know who these people are. I'm going to be in the ring with two strangers because I, I don't know those girls. They're not my friends. Lots to talk about when the uh, triple threat for the NXT UK women's title. Of course, the former champion, Tony Storm. The question is, where does her head lie? I mean, uh, you could make an argument the reason she lost the title in the first place was because Kaylee really got inside the champion's head. See, I've known Tony for a long time. You were just a little girl. Your own father realised how worthless and pathetic of a human being that you returned that and abandoned your... For Kaylee, what I think is the worst part of all of it, she's taken all that friendship and, and, and love that the three of us have had for each other for so long and, and she knows exactly what she needs to do to turn that around and, and, and use it to hurt us, to, to the both of us, and I don't think she'd stop at anything. I don't think she's just become this horrible, manipulative wee cow. I found a way of getting what I want and it's not looking out for any of yous. It's looking out for me. Being NXT UK Women's Champion is everything to me. And then it was just taken from me. By someone I thought I could trust. A friend I once had, someone that turned their back on me. That's, that also stings. It's clear that ever since she lost to Kaylee, that there's just, she just isn't the same person anymore. I don't need your help. I don't need your help. I just need my title. Stay away from me. So at TakeOver Blackpool, I'm going to need you to step aside from this championship match. I'm sorry, but the answer's no. Oh! I don't even have to do anything this time. These two just fell apart. Shows you how fragile your relationship actually was. Unlike many people, I don't have anything else, and I'm not afraid to say that it does define me. They don't need this as much as I do. Nobody needs this as much as I do. It's the same when you commit yourself fully to anything. You're gonna go through a lot of hardships and, and sacrifices and, and so many things that make it difficult, but that is, that's the test. That is the test to see how much you want it. And there is, there's loads of days where I, I just don't want to do it. You know, there's been plenty of days where my alarm's gone off for training and I just think, do you know what? I just, I just can't be bothered anymore. And you feel like you want to quit. 
but when I have my really bad down days like that, I think of Adrian. He's my best friend that passed away. And he was an amazing wrestler. He was the best. He wasn't just my best friend, he was my big brother. He looked after me. And we always spurred each other on and after every day when I'd be training at the UK PC he'd message me going, How's it going? How's training been? Who are you fighting with this week, you week out? <laughs> and I think about how much he wanted it and how much he wanted to be here. And I know that I'm living his dream now. And then I think, do you know what? I can be bothered. I can be bothered. These nameplates don't say Tony Storm, they say K. Lee Ray. And they will never say Piper Niven. Not while I'm around. NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool. I'm going to retain my championship and I'm going to continue to cement my legacy on top of your broken dreams. Yeah, don't forget my dream, broken dreams. I'm sorry, it's just because Kaylee Ray said it. What a build-up to this match. You've kind of got the personal tragedy of uh, Piper Niven losing Lionheart, a guy who she said was like a brother to him, and being told you'll never make it, and thought, thought she was with friends, you know. These three women went around Japan and around the world together. But you can see gold there kind of getting in the way of what they've got with Tony Storm saying, all it means, all I care about is being the champion. That's all I've got. I've got nothing else. That's what I need. Kaylee Ray saying, look, Tony Storm was champ, but Piper Niven never will be champion as long as I'm holding the championship. And of course, Niven wanting the gold for redemption. It's a fantastic story, isn't it? It is as well, yeah. And it, it depends on kind of how they're going to play this out as well. Um, are they going to give the redemption story to Tony Storm? Are they going to give it to Piper Niven? Or are they going to let Kaylee Ray run roughshod through the women's division? I feel that a Niven versus Kaylee Ray one-on-one -on -one match might mean more. I think Tony Storm is ready to go up to NXT now. I would love to see her go face-to-face -face with uh, Ray Ripley or someone like that. And I think with Niven and Kaylee Ray at the next takeover could tell the story of Niven finally getting redemption that she needs. You know what I feel about your preferred matches? The champion always has the advantage, even though they sell you haven't. Will Tony Storm surprise us all and win it for some time? Um, I, I, it's, there are a lot of possible outcomes because the way I see it is um, Tony Storm and Piper Niven are going to kind of make it about each, you know, they're, they're going to make it about each other. They're both going to team up, take out Kaylee Ray. And, you know, one of them's going to be in a pinning predicament. The other one's going to drag them off and say, no, it's, it's not your time just yet. And that's kind of how these two women are going to go. They're eventually going to become, you know, they're going to come to horns. And, you know, kind of take everything out of each other. Kaylee Ray could then possibly swipe in and yeah. slip the pin. Just pick the bones, yeah. I'll be a bit interesting match to see what happens. It's a women's start match that I'll be looking forward to. I think, even though the NXT UK, uh, the NXT women's division is great, I think I've been looking forward to more UK takeovers, women's matches, than I have the American one. I think that'd be fair to say, wouldn't it? Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. Um, you know, all three women, they could probably hold the women's championship. You know, let's, let's not, you know, take that away from any of them. Um, who they give it to, that's a completely different 
question. Yeah, no, of course, we've got the predictions. But it's very interesting, like we said, every match, you know, if it, like we talked about Eddie Dennis earlier versus uh, Trent Seven, if Eddie Dennis was to win, you could see that happening, because Trent Seven kind of, you know, the older line, losing to the younger one, that could possibly happen. The women's championship match, it's all, you know, up for grabs, isn't it? You know, you don't know which way. Tony Storm could conceivably win, and Piper Niven could, and it would make sense, and the same with Kaylee Ray as well, you know? Absolutely, yeah, and uh, moving on, I think a match that kind of speaks for itself, there is only one way this match can go, and that is Bate versus Devlin. NXT TakeOver Cardiff 2019, uh, the biggest match of my career against Walter, the WWE UK Championship, and I lost. just about the title but there's the honour of British professional wrestling and, and what this brand was founded on that will weigh heavily on, on Tyler and yeah, it's an important day So UK TakeOver proved to be one of the hardest, toughest nights of my entire career. And it wasn't just the fact that I couldn't walk away with the WWE UK title. It's that inside I felt like I'd let you guys down. secret. I'm not British, so I've had to scratch and fight to get the opportunities that fall into Tyler Bates' lap. What do I have to do, Radzi, in this company to get some respect? What do I need to do to get a rematch around here, huh? Jordan's been consumed by this egotistical bitterness. I am not sitting on the sidelines while other inferior members of this roster get my air. Whining and moaning about how you haven't had the opportunity that you feel like you deserve. Well, Jordan... How's about you just shut your mouth and earn it? Anyone that knows me, anyone that's been keeping up to date with the product knows there's not one single professional wrestler that's developed more and developed quicker. It's evolved like Jordan Devon has. But I ain't going to open the whole world's eyes to just exactly who the Irish Ace is on January 12th, and it's going to be a Tyler Bates expense. Well, you, you can't really put them in a league. They're in a league of their own, both of them, in, in what they can do. And now they get to face off against each other. I know there's a lot of people who start trying to put lists together of match of the year and, and, and you might as well just get the pen and paper and throw it away because it's, it's an easy one this year. It's Jordan Devlin and Tyler Bate. Oh, it's a good time to be a, 
a wrestling fan. Jordan Devlin wants nothing more than to be recognised as the ace of NXT UK and beating Tyler Bate. I can't really think of a better way to prove that statement. I know just exactly who I'm getting into the ring with. I know how good Tyler Bate is. I know everything that that kid brings to the table. I know how much he's developed over the last two years. I know the kind of man he's become. I'm not saying that he's not good. I'm just saying that I'm better. See if you can live up to your own hype. So we've got the Irish ace versus a big, strong boy. And this is the story of the very best in NXT. Great storytelling as well. William Regal saying this will be a match of the year candidate. John Devlin said... Because he's not British, he's had to scratch and claw his way more than Tyler Bate has. He says Bates had opportunity after opportunity, and tonight he's going to finally beat Bate. We reckon Bate is going to go over on Devlin. Um, but will Devlin, was there a chance he could shock the world tonight? Um, personally, I, I don't think so. You know, um, you can tell that NXT UK is firmly behind Tyler Bate. You know, he is a big, strong boy. He is... A great performer. He, you know, he's someone that, despite you know being taken out of the title picture for now, he is still someone very much in the running for it. Yeah, I, I think without a doubt, and I think the story told of him coming up short against Walter. We talk about redemption again. It's there for Bate to prove that he's still on top and deserves an opportunity one on one again with Walter. Devlin is saying he's the only man that can do it. We, you know, Devlin is is he. We, you know, we talk about Buddy Murphy's best kept secret in Terra Five Live. Is Jordan Devlin the best kept secret of NXT UK? How good is Jordan Devlin? I don't think Jordan Devlin's as good as Jordan Devlin thinks he is. <laughs> you know, um, I say when we went to the uh, the independent wrestling show, uh, you know, you had the likes of Joey Ryan and everyone else sat there signing autographs. Jordan Devlin didn't. No. And that kind of tells you exactly what person he is. You know, he's someone that would rather go in the ring and charge you £10 for a photo with him, whereas Joe Ryan would be standing there selling his own merch, you know, despite not needing to, yeah, 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 despite yeah. probably being, uh, you know, uh, having deals with pro wrestling tees. You know, he he didn't need to stand there, sell his own merch, but he did, because he is someone that is in it for the fans, he's in it for the wrestling, and I think that tells you kind of everything that you need to know about a wrestler as a person and as a performer. Yeah. Can I just say I love Joey Ryan. I know we've got nothing to do with that and we'll be having a Joey Ryan update uh, soon as we possibly can. Uh, but with Devlin and Bate, it'd be interesting. I don't know if it's going to be match of the candidate. If both men give exactly what they've got, it should be a great match. But I think these are the two guys that, you know, you talk about Dragunov, you talk about Volta. I think uh, Shawn Michaels and NXT are looking at these two guys going, right, these are the two the faces of the future when it comes to NXT UK. And there's no doubt this will definitely deliver when it comes to in-ring action as well, you know. Absolutely, yeah. You know, I completely agree with you on that one. 
Um, moving us on, James, your next pick. Well, next pick, and uh, I guess uh, the match that is going to put even the most crazy out of them all is the four, uh, four-way ladder match for tag teams. Of course, you've got Team Gallus, which is Mark Coffey and Wolfgang going against... Uh, uh, Morgan Flash Webster and, of course, Mandrews versus um, Imperium with Fabian Eichner and Marcel Barthel. Sold young vets of Zach Gibson and the other fella. You? James. Drake? James Drake. <laughs> that, that is, I haven't even got my fucking no, tablet yeah. turned on. I, I, I that. did that not looking at it. So that's the match we've got. It should be absolutely crazy and of course we've got a lot of story heading into this one as well yes I know my farm better than anyone they are my soldiers Marcus Wolfgang they'll turn your two ball tracky mob upside down This is a turf war. The firm known as Gallus consider NXT UK to be their kingdom. It's about who rules the land. And at TakeOver Blackpool, we're going to find out. We've been itching to get an Imperium. Joe is dying to get his hands on Walter. I'm dying to get my hands on myself, so is Marcus, Fabian, Wolf. We were even happy to take them three on four. Numbers don't bury us, we're just choking for a fight. Yeah. And fair play to Elia for stepping up and joining the Gallus firm for one night. Uh, the boy took an absolute kick and he didn't deserve it. But that's how Imperium like to play. And then a couple of weeks later, yeah. Marcus is the thing they're taking liberties with him. We had to get our doctor called down to the referee to check on him. But he wasn't going to give up, I wasn't going to let the match end like that. Yeah. You think we're going to give in against Imperium? Do you think I've forgotten what you said to me now? You've taken the last three weeks away from me. I've spent weeks in physiotherapy and MRI machines and that. No, I'm not forgetting about that. This is our brand. We're fighting for our brand, our titles, our kingdom. The tag team division here in NXT UK has exploded in the last 12 months. It's from day one when we started, we were unstoppable, undefeated. And then we went to take over Blackpool. The critics, the fans, everyone seemed to be suggesting that it was a, a foregone conclusion. Mustache Mountain, they were going to be the first ever tag team champions. The only people that seemed to know the truth was us. Yeah. The best tag team in wrestling today. Tag team wrestling is two wrestlers versus two wrestlers. Sid Scala and Johnny Sid have always had a problem with us. Second, the second they get an excuse to throw a three-way tag match together, a three-way tag match together. It was just an opportunity, an opportunity to take the most prestigious tag team championships off the Grizzled Young Veterans. At TakeOver Cardiff, we threw caution to the wind, we took risks that we wouldn't normally take in a normal match, and it paid off. We became the first ever Welsh champions in WWE history.
what happened in Brentwood, it wasn't any personal. Like, I like Mark Andrews. We go and we flash. But that could have been anybody under my boot. It didn't matter if it was Flash or Mark or Gibson or Drake or Marcel, Fabian, Kenny or Mir. You had something that we wanted. Sorry, but that's the way it is. What is going on? Webster and the title! Webster and Webster! And now we got four tag teams in the ring! Wolfgang! Andrews over the top! Oh, he's seen the These championships will not be disrespected any longer! Therefore, Mr. Saint has decided that the next time you see these championships, they will be suspended above the ring. A four-way ladder match. Not just your precious gold that is on the line. It is your body, your career. This match could take years off your career. And the fact that there's going to be eight bodies in there, that, that makes it that more dangerous. This is going to be absolutely brutal. We've spent years training to be the best pure wrestlers, the best pure athletes in this industry. And now they want to stick us in this, this circus act of a match. Nobody flies higher or takes more risks than Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster. And we're going to do everything we can to reclaim those NXT UK Tag Team Championships. A ladder match. A ladder match has nothing to do with what we stand for. But if that's what we have to go through, to change the NXT universe, so be it. It is just a matter of time until we have all the gold. So is it a matter of time before Imperium have all the gold? Dan, how do you think these this match will go down? Um, I don't think they're going to try and uh, reuse the story of uh, what... Um, Undisputed Era are doing in NXT I think you know WWE are a lot cleverer than that especially with Michaels and Triple H in charge you know they're not going to replicate something that's working so well in one company to try and take it to another Um, I think it's going to be a very exciting very energetic match you've got kind of like the smaller guys Webster Morgan Flash and Mandrews with James Drake in there you've got uh, you know the few powerhouses Eichner Barfell you've got kind of like the uh the the other guys as well, you know, sprinkled in there for a bit of difference. Um, you know, you've got James, uh, sorry, not James Drake, Zach Gibson, uh, Wolfgang and Mark Coffey as well. You know, they're all going to have their own separate roles to play in it. And I think they could come together to create a very good match. I think without doubt, I think you could have some, in, in Wolfgang could do some big bumps, but especially with Morgan Flash Webster and Mandrews in it, you should hope to see some incredible stuff. Their triple threat ladder match that they had, uh, not ladder match, sorry, triple threat tag team match had at last takeover, uh, excluding Imperium, was fantastic. This should be just as good, if not better. Uh, which way do you think it's going to go then uh, in this match? What team do you think might end up or out on top? I don't think Imperium are going to win it. Um, and I don't think that the 
Grizzled Young Vets are going to win it. I think it is a toss-up between Mandrews and uh, Webster Flash Morgan because, you know, they're, they're really liked. And um, Imper uh, not Imperium, sorry, um, Gallus mm. because, you know, they seem... I don't know, like they're... Like they've got something to kind of hold over Imperium's head, yeah. you know, in the in the toe to toe head off between that faction. Yeah. My only thinking of it is that we have got the World's Collide event coming, and of course we'll be uh, live for that one as well. It's uh, it's the Imperium versus Young Era. And what better way to kind of sell that match than saying, hey, look, here's the champions versus the champions of both brands as well. So could Imperium maybe come out of top? Yeah, but then Alexander Wolf would be like going, um, uh, there's no secret title, but who says Roger Strong would be North American champion heading into TakeOver? Or, well, it's Collide even. So, interesting times. I think this match will be amazing. It might start off the show, but I think it's going to just be hellacious. You know, all these guys have watched the wrestling that's been taking place. They've been sitting by waiting for a TakeOver event since August. They're going to go all out for this one, aren't they? You know, without a shadow of a doubt. They are indeed, yes. You know, they, they are certainly there to entertain and amaze us. And I think, you know, especially with the ladder match, they are going to bring something that's going to surprise us, but in a good way. Yeah, I think without a shadow of a doubt. All right, so we've only got one more match to look at. A main event for the NXT Championship. Do you think 12 months ago, Joe Coffey lost to Pete Dunne for the NXT title with Walter making his debut a year on from that? Joe Coffey faces Walter. And in the build-up to this match for these two behemoths, with their imposing factions, of course, Gallus and Imperium, they visited their own hometowns. So the day after the event in Vienna, we, we visited the famous Heumarkt. That was the place where the big Ringkampf tournaments happened. And my first wrestling match I saw at the Heumarkt. So going to that place and just walk around there, and it has that aura of a shrine. It, yeah, and it, it inspires you. It reminds you what's important for you on a professional level. The wrestlers who came here to compete were yeah, focused athletes, gentlemen. No, not, not like drunk hooligans and <laughs> like gentlemen. I don't care about being in a street fight. I'm a professional athlete. And I think what Joe Coffey tries to represent, the kind of, he wants to represent hooligan culture. That's like, yeah, if I would be a teenager and I want to impress my friends, that's what I would do maybe, right? But also, can I blame him? He's not, he's not aware of a rich history like I am. Like, think about it, what, what's, a, what's a heroic thing in Scotland? William Wallace, I guess, right? Wild barbarians that wear skirts because they're not smart enough how to like, produce tights. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Those are Scottish, they all wear the, the skirts now, so. I don't really know much about like Joe's, I don't know, history, background much. I just know, I can only can judge what I see. I've not been in Glasgow before. That place is out of control. <laughs> no, it's not comparable with, with this here. If you grow up in a city like Glasgow, how can I really negatively judge a person that acts like Joe Coffey, right? Yeah.
but more importantly than all Celtic fans. In fact, they're normally up in section 108, I believe. One. Joe, tell us a bit about the three of you. Well, we are the famous fighting firm, Gallus, from Glasgow. Celtic Boyhood Club, and in fact some of our wrestling gear is inspired by old kits, old wrestle kits and that. And uh, in Blackpool at NXT UK TakeOver, they too are going to retain their NXT UK Tag Champions. I'm going to take Walter's WWE UK Championship. And do you know what? I'm planning coming back here with another title and some more gold for the Gallus Farm. Listen guys, all the best in January when it comes, we'll all be uh, rooting for you. Great to have you on. So, James, while we and uh, we was listening to the comments, would you care to repeat for the listeners what you were saying when the when it was being played? What with what with the um, the Gallus or? With the with the Gallus, yeah. I, I was just saying with Gallus, it's um, it's good that they visited the the, the second team in, in Scotland, isn't it? You know, so you know it, it, you couldn't go to the most successful club in in the world or even in Scotland, so you had to go to the second one. Fair enough with with Gallus doing that, their own really. But I think that is a problem with Gallus. That's why they're always going to be second best, especially when it's a superior team, a bit like Imperium with Walter as well, because you know, like I say, they did. Gallus, a bit like Celtic, you know, have come up a little bit short recent times. So we'll see what happens in this match. But, it, it you know, Co- Coffee might be able to beat Walter. So, James, there's a storyline for you. Would Coffee beating Walter stand in tour with the title? I mean, his uh, Gallus teammates won't be about because, you know, they'd have been beaten and bloodied from the ladder match before. So Joe Coffee stand in tour, title held aloft above his head. Drew McIntyre comes down, maybe or maybe not wearing a Rangers shirt, <laughs> and says, Hey, pal. Hey, I don't think Joe Coffey deserves a storyline that big. Uh, I think McIntyre's a different level superstar to what Joe Coffey is. Uh, I think a McIntyre-Walter match might be very interesting to see down the line. This time is in out. I think Gallus is, you know, uh, uh, the firm as it has. I don't think it's really worked on NXT UK. Uh, and I don't think he's... I think Walter is going to walk out as champion. But can you see an upset happening here tonight? Oh, I could see an upset happening, yeah. So basically what you're saying is, you know, a storyline that you'd much rather get behind is Walter standing tall and say, hey, he couldn't do it. See what a Rangers fan does. Well, it's not just necessarily about Walter. I'm just talking about I mean, you know, a this better wrestler. Kind of, yeah, but wouldn't this kind of get more eyes into the product that would not necessarily be following it you know a lot of Scottish football followers no because the problem is a lot of Scottish fans uh, lots of football fans follow wrestling anyway the problem is you can divide them worse than anything else and that is a problem sometimes where if so if you if one of these matches if one side was to win even though it's predetermined and stuff the other side would be annoyed with WWE and they don't maybe wouldn't want to do that because they want to try and get the audience together if you know what I mean try not alienate. it's alright in the hometowns when you're having to go at your home team and stuff like this but when it's on kind of TV, then fans might think, well, what's the fucking point of this? You know, especially Celtic fans. If they're watching their football team and go, shit, we're fucking losing all the time. They watch wrestling and losing that as well. They're going to get really depressed, Dan, <laughs> aren't they? You know, so uh, so anyway, let's move on. For Walter 
Joe Coffey, Dan, what are your thoughts on this match? Um, I think it could be uh, a hard-hitting affair between these two guys. I think, you know, both men are going to give it their all. I think Joe Coffey is going to end up with his chest caved in. Yeah, oh my God. At the end of this match, there's going to be a few hard slaps. I think Joe Coffey can actually nearly give as much as he's going to get from Walter, but I, I, I think he's going to come up just short. Yeah, well, what's interesting is that, you know, Coffey said he came up short against Pete Dunne. But was it his match against Pete Dunne that kind of softened Pete Dunne eventually to go against Walter? You know, would Pete Dunne have been in the shape if he hadn't gone to Joe Coffey? Or is Coffey well and done? If Coffey was to win tonight uh, and beat Walter, I think it would be send a seismic shot NXT UK and I think across most of the wrestling world at this time. Because I think Walter deserves St. Hell, St. Bigger. Well, do you think Pete Dunne's ears will perk up if Joe Coffey does get the victory then, saying that, you know... I beat you, you beat him, he beat me. <laughs> so, you know, it's kind of a... It yeah, can go going around, around a circle. One person couldn't beat that one, but he can beat that one. And then yeah. I think it'd be interesting to see, you know. Uh, and, and that's the thing with NXT UK. Every one of these matches, even the Devlin-Bate match, Devlin could conceivably win that. And to have a card where you could think that it could all go different ways is quite impressive. All right, Dan. So, what are your final thoughts on the takeover? What are you hoping for here tonight? Um, I hope... You know, all the matches deliver, which I have high expectations that they will. And I, I hope there's a little something in there, you know, a little surprise, a little thing that no one saw coming. Yeah. I'd like to see something come out of nowhere. Ooh, well, that is very good. Let's hope an excellent show. And it's as good as, uh, like we say, the Wrestle Kingdom that we've seen. And is and the hope again that they can build this momentum and have a takeover sooner than August. I think that would be good for TakeOver UK. And tonight, they have a chance to steal the show. All right, let's just run through the schedule quickly because we've got a huge schedule uh, coming up. And, of course, let's not forget, uh, our next episode is going to be uh, WR266. It's the NXT TakeOver. The event in its entirety will be next weekend. 267, we'll be doing Worlds Collide, and that'll be live on the 26th. And, of course, we'll be live again 26th for the Rumble uh, for WNR 268. <laughs> 269. <laughs> Worlds Collide event in its entirety, we'll be releasing that on the 29th. Uh, 270 will be the Rumble event, and we'll release that the 1st of February. Then into February? Uh, February, that'll be the 8th, and it'll be the... Nigel McGuinness special. Yes, of course, the DVD we've got Christmas. We'll start looking at a few of the matches. The 15th, we've got NXT update picking up from uh, Blackpool and, of course, building towards uh, TakeOver Portland. Yes, uh, on the 16th, we'll be bringing you the TakeOver Live, the uh, pre-show, as we always do with NXT events. And then, of course, the 22nd, we'll bring you the entire TakeOver event. So we've got a packed couple of months Coming up, Dan, I suppose that, that does pique your interest. And, of course, we've got WrestleMania season uh, nearby. Well, but our next episode will be NXT TakeOver Blackpool to the entire event. That is it, everybody. Like I said, we are under 15 minutes away from the TakeOver Blackpool event. I hope everybody enjoys it. We'll bring it to you in entirety next weekend, like I say. But just a big thank you for everybody who listened live, all the shout-outs, all the uh, followers and the, uh, everything that we get. It's it's wonderful to be a part of the WNR podcast team, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. You know, we couldn't do this without all of you, and we wouldn't want to do it without all of you, you know, listening to us, giving us your shout-outs, giving us your opinions. As I say, you know, always get in touch. We'll do our best to read out as many, if not all, of the um, like shout-outs that we get that aren't 
rude or directed at me or James. Yes, we can try and delete some of them. But like I said, we'd like to thank everybody for their support. And like I said, we're looking at the whole wrestling world this year. And uh, we hope we're all along for the journey. And of course, carrying on the traditions that we started, Dan, five years ago. Because this year, we've not only celebrated our fifth anniversary, 300th episode. I mean, it is going to be a big year for the WNR podcast. Every year seems to be hitting big milestones for us. <laughs> and, you know, it is fun. And me and James, we wouldn't be here if we didn't enjoy doing it. We absolutely love doing this, not just for ourselves, but for you as well. Um, and, you know, every big milestone, it's kind of like, you know, it's an achievement for us <laughs> as well. It really is, yeah. You know, 300 episodes. When we first started this, way back when with Jared and Dwayne in the yeah, midst, you know, no. would we have ever thought we could have got this big and this Never. far? Never. No. I mean, you know, we've got so big that we've even reached the radars of Vinnie yeah. Mac. We, we uh, I mean, we out viewed WWE last year on Raw. We did more listeners than they did viewers on an episode of Sky. We beat WWE last year <laughs> after they tried to stop us. And, you know, like I said, New Japan had a great response as well. People going, oh... Fucking hell, I never want to try this, or we're doing it for the first time. And, of course, everything else that we've got as well. But, you know, this is all about wrestling. So, everybody, enjoy TakeOver Blackpool 2. It should be a fantastic event. And, like I say, we'll bring you everything next weekend as well. That is it. If you want to contact us, don't forget, we're on Twitter, even though I hate it, at WWE Network Review, or... At Vince McDan WWE. Or at J underscore Rollins. Of course, we love everybody on Twitter. Across all the Google platforms, uh, the WNR Podcast, at gmail.com is the email, the WNR Podcast on Instagram. Yes, we'll a bit more. We're on Facebook. Yes, Facebook. You can find our page and give us a like with a WNR Podcast. Yay. Or you can come and find me and add me as a friend. I am Vince McDan. Yes, yeah, subscribe to our YouTube channel, the WNR Podcast as well. And we've got all the clips on there. We've got stuff like Ricochet versus Will Ospreay and, of course, Jerry Ryan as well. Podcast got the same time YouTube as well. Places like SoundCloud. Oh, on your phone. You are listening to us right now on Spreaker Radio. And a big shout out to Spreaker and everybody listening. Stitcher Radio and iTunes. Subscribe, rate, and review there. But that is it. That's how you make two hours nearly fly by Dan by doing a WNR live show. Like, thank you very much. Like, thank everybody for listening. I have been James Rose, and as always, I was joined by Dan White. Thanks, everybody, and bye. Bye. <laughs>